I've got about ten seconds to tell you how to get two-for-one tickets for top draw comedy nights near you thanks to our friends at the TV channel Dave at absoluteradio.co.uk. Also, I've got to tell you about how you can win prizes while you're there too. I've run out of time, though. Thanks for downloading this Frank Skinner podcast. If you like Frank, then why not subscribe to Bedeal and Skinner's Absolute Radio podcast? Thanks to Sony Ericsson. Frank and David have been reunited for the FIFA World Cup, and they'll be podcasting every day from South Africa with live weekly shows as well. So have a listen to this and then subscribe. Go to absoluteradio.co.uk and click on Bedeal and Skinner. It's that simple. The Deal and Skinner's Absolute Radio Podcasts. Thanks to Sony Ericsson, official mobile handset of the 2010 FIFA World Cup. So, uh, recently, England have named their squad for the World Cup. Quite right. So we, we were looking at the squad, we have the squad in front of us, and you were saying you're not sure if you know who all these players are. Well, I've ticked the players. I, I, know, I know their names. Yeah. Um... But there are seven players. This is when I first saw the thirty. I was on. A, I was on a train. Yeah. And I looked through the players, and I thought there are seven players amongst the thirty who I wouldn't know if they now came and sat opposite me on this. Train. So they may have been sitting opposite you there and then. But they may have. Knew. That would have been even more embarrassing. <laughs> but imagine if I'd leaned across to Leighton Baines. <laughs> Do you know? And said, you know... <laughs> if Leighton Baines place, were sitting here, I wouldn't yeah. know. Exactly. Yeah. Leighton Baines and, and Adam Johnson were sitting there. I would have chatted to them about this phenomenon. Imagine <laughs> yeah. my embarrassment. Yeah. I wonder how long it would have taken them to say, you know, we are Leighton Baines and Adam Johnson. How, and did, how awful. So what would have made it worse is I would have said, who's that? <laughs> and then I'd have to have gone back to the... Th- they'd have had to appoint it. <laughs> I think possibly 30. you'd have thought... Oh, those names ring a bell. Wait a <laughs> minute, I'll check my phone again. Exactly. Um, so so yeah. who are those seven who you wouldn't know? Can, well, can you name the seven you wouldn't be able to... to you'll be shocked by some of them, because some of them I really shouldn't know. But these are I, honestly, from my heart, I would not recognise if they if they got and sat opposite me on the train. Joe Hart. Yeah, I wouldn't recognise Robert Joe Green. You're right. Leighton Baines, Michael Dawson, Stephen Warnock... Yeah. Tom Hoddleston and Adam Johnson. Now, would you recognise them if they'd been sitting on the train in kit? No. I mean, you'd know they were footballers, I guess, so you might have been able to work out from that. Because Robert Green, for example, I think I would recognise in his goalkeeping kit, but not in his civvies. No, I don't think I would. I know it's a terrible... He's the one I feel most guilty about. Yeah. Some of these players... All of these players, would you know... I would know their names. Like Leighton Baines, I would know he's a footballer, right? And I, I partly would know it because he's called Leighton, and the only other footballer I know is Leighton James. Yes. In fact, the only other person I know called Leighton is Leighton James. What, so about, Le- what about Leighton Orient? And Leighton Orient. <laughs> so it's, it's, a, it's a football theme. <laughs> only associated with football. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, true. it seems to me that if Capello is really struggling on how to get the 30 down to 23, yeah. one method would be to take out the seven players who I wouldn't recognise on a train. That's a good idea. I went through. I had a look at the squad uh, yesterday, and I looked at Wikipedia to find out if there was anything about each of the players. There should was... be a special football one called Kickopedia. That's true. There should be because there's one for good-looking women good called Chickopedia. Is there? Yeah. No, Kickopedia. Does it have to rhyme with Wick? I but... think it should. Yeah, to, to work properly. Yeah, there should be one about children's hair called Knitopedia. That doesn't really rhyme with Wick. <laughs> You're right. It? it was the first thing I could think of. It didn't rhyme. But I looked through, and I was trying to find if any of these players 
had sort of things about them beyond their careers that would help them stick in my head. See what I mean? Because yeah. you know, just finding out they played for Sunderland won't help them. And here's the thing. It, it proves, perhaps, that footballers are not the characters that they used to be. Because going through the entire squad, I missed out people like John Terry and whatever that I would just know. Mm. I couldn't... In Wikipedia, there is a personal section. Yes. And most of them just don't have it. Most of them, it's just they played for these teams. This is what I got. Are you saying most of the people in Capello's 30 don't have a personal section? They don't have a personal section. <laughs> well, what are they? Sort of action man figure? This is the personal element of Leighton Baines. When he was young, when he was 10, he was too shy to play at his Sunday league side. Mm. That's all we know about Leighton Baines, yeah. Which I quite, it made me like him. Yes. You know the vulnerability will always make you like someone more. Yeah. And I felt slightly sorry for the 10-year-old Leighton Baines, who apparently obviously must have been a very good player but felt too shy. To yeah, I, I slightly worry about having a player in the World Cup yeah. who's too shy to play, though. Yeah, it was when he was ten. I, I blame Match of the Day, I have to say. There was a time when I used to watch Match of the Day religiously from beginning to end, and now, because they they sort of top-load the show with all yeah. the best games, once I've watched the top four and, say, Man City play, yeah. I don't really want to watch Blackburn versus Sunderland. Yeah, or... but that is partly because West Bromwich Albany are not in the top flight. And if they were, you would be watching because you think, well, we may be playing Middlesbrough. Yeah, any, well, that's one of the reasons. I think I don't know seven of the, the 30s. I think I have a slight uh, championship blindness yes. to that. Yes, There are, of course, no players from the championship, are there? I, I got into a, st- a state watching the FA Cup final. I got into a slightly, you know old man, patriotic state, where I thought it is ridiculous that Fabio Capello is here and he's watching four players. He's watching David James and three Chelsea players, and Joe Cole if he comes on, and that's it. Meaning there should be more English players. That is a very old man thing to it say. It is an old man thing to I'm say. I'm thinking maybe we should have a section on these shows called uh, Grumpy Old Fan, yeah. where we say stuff like that. Yeah, well, I, I find as I get older, I, you know, as you know, I used to be someone who didn't like to say things that were in any way unoriginal. Now I find myself very happy to do that, <laughs> especially about football. Well, that's a great trailer for this, for this <laughs> whole enterprise. The Deal and Skinner's Absolute Radio Podcasts. With the Sony Ericsson Vivas, share your experiences this summer with HD Video. I thought about, as part of my grumpy old fan section, looking at an old England squad and thinking, well, I wonder if in the old days there was much more to say. So I started looking at the uh, England 1970 squad. Oh, yeah. And I got as far as Gordon Banks, and uh, all I could see was that at the time he was playing, because he was such a good keeper, the phrase appeared, safe as the Banks of England. Mm. And I thought, well, that's interesting, because, of course, that doesn't apply anymore. No. Safe as the Banks of England. Uh, not Gordon. There's no diff- Gordon is still thought of as a great keeper, but that phrase no longer has any merit. Safe as the Banks of England means you're a rubbish keeper. No, well, I you th- let a lot of stuff... No, but at- the nice thing is that you would say about the current crop of English goalkeepers that they're as safe <laughs> as the Banks of England. Yes. We've got probably the worst bunch of goalkeepers in we've, we've ever had. English well, certainly in my lifetime. Yeah. There is, there is no really, really good goal. We've yeah. got three good ones instead of... We don't have any really good ones. Yeah, yeah. And I wondered if there wasn't an argument for having three outfield players who were designated, or at least two outfield players who were designated goalless, and just take your one, just take David James, say, yeah. and then pick two outfield players. And if you need them, you probably wouldn't even need a second goal. If you did, it'd yeah. be worth the risk because you'd have extra squad players. 
Yeah, so who who would you play in well, goal? The obvious choice, surely Peter Crouch would be good in goal. No, I don't think he would be good in goal. He would, if you no, imagine he... him for, for a penalty. Yeah, when he stretched out for the penalty, it'd be look like it like when you vote, it'd be like the X in the box. <laughs> but I he'd think... have a foot in each corner and a hand in each top corner. But I'm well. I think he might be good in one respect, in that I am slightly frightened of Peter Crouch uh, physically because particularly outstretched. I think he looks like a giant spider, even though he's only, he obviously has, doesn't have eight legs. But something about the the body and then the enormous limbs. Yeah. I, I should say I'm arachnophobic, obviously. Yeah. And I, the, my, just then, when you imagined him in goal with his limbs outstretched, I felt a small shiver of fear and repulsion. Well, and that's because I know that's because in my mind he's like a giant spider. But also, if you imagine, imagine if Peter Crouch is playing Daddy in goal, legs, yeah. right? Peter Crouch is in goal. It's a corner, say. Yeah. You're you're one of the opposing strikers. You know when the, the goalkeeper comes leaping out to collect the ball? Yeah. And they're all... I mean, he's all elbows and knees. Yeah. It'd be like somebody throwing a bicycle at you. <laughs> It'd be yeah. really, like, dangerous, sharp edges and stuff like that. Well, you're right. You're right. I, yeah. But my, I can't believe that if, if I was taking a penalty against Peter Crouch, who's suddenly gone in goal under your system, I would just keep it low. Because I would think it'll take him a long time to get down there. I would just there. think, if you hit it really, really hard, it did go through him. <laughs> I'm yeah. sure, and this could be wrong, but I saw him once. There was a shot from quite low down during an England game, and the floodlights were behind Peter Crouch. He right. was facing the camera, and I'm sure I could see the number 10 on his back showing through. <laughs> I think I actually, for a second, read through Peter Crouch. <laughs> Well, it's a good idea, I think, though. You could, it could work, indeed, to have... Well, how often would you need to, to use but more than one goalie anyway? I'm all, I always get a slight sense of excitement when an outfield player goes in goal as well. Because yeah. I think it suggests the relationship of football, real fo- pro- professional football, to playing in the park. Because when you're playing in the park, obviously, you have to go in goal. I still play, in fact, and I have to go in goal, and I'm absolute rubbish in goal. Yeah, but go- when it happens in professional football, I think, oh... This is the grassroots game bursting into the real game. Yeah, but uh, there's, there's no they have to law. Change jerseys and everything. Well, there's no law against. No, I'm not about playing him as, as a proper goalie. Oh, playing as a proper goalie because you'd take one goalkeeper. He'd play, and if he got injured, yeah, yeah, he'd yeah. play an outfield. Yeah, yeah. But so you play. mean he's a substitute goalie? I he'd... don't mean goalie on the spot. Oh, you don't mean that. Play. No, right. he'd be a proper goalie, but it'd, it'd be you know Peter Crouch, or it would be. Um, Darren Bent. And I know all that. what you mean, but I, I would worry that if particularly someone like Peter Crouch was in goal, they would think as the ball came back to them, oh, well, I'm an outfield player, so I can be, I'll can i be really confident with this, not like a keeper, and then they'd overdo it and screw up. Well, that's possible. I'll tell you something, I was watching Man City play Tottenham a few weeks ago, yeah. and Peter Crouch... This was ran... during your match of the day, I'll watch this bit, this is a bit No, this, okay. this was the whole game, I watched oh, the right. whole game, and it was the one that decided oh, it I went into the too. top yeah. four. Yeah. And Peter Crouch ran to the far post, and he... He, he reached and he missed the ball and he stretched, really stretched far out and all his shirt came but he looked at his most thinnest and he went flat out on the ground and for a moment I couldn't see him. He was actually hidden in the grass. <laughs> and the grass is not long, is it, on a football pitch? What you've pitch. described in this point is a series of optical illusions involving Peter Crouch. No, you should set up a kind of Crouch's Believe It or Not. I, well, I could have a Croucharium. Auditorium, a Croucharium. Yeah. If there was a Croucharium in the West End of London, people could look and see these optical illusions. Yeah. The Sony Ericsson Fly on the Ball Report. I'm James Rowe. I'm going to be reporting in South Africa this summer, and it's going to be awesome. Thanks to Sony Ericsson, official mobile handset of the 2010 FIFA World Cup. 
couldn't believe it when I won. I was on a different planet. It still hasn't sunk in now. We got back to the hotel and it was about half nine in the morning and I thought, I just need to go to sleep because I just couldn't believe it. There's so much happened in the previous three hours. And then I tried to get hold of my brother and he wasn't on his phone, which I thought was ridiculous seeing as we just won the best prize anyone could ever win. So I eventually got through to him and uh, yeah, I'm basically the best brother in the world. As soon as I picked up my phone, um, after we'd finished, I'd, I'd probably had about 30 messages off different people. No one could quite believe it, and a lot of people are very jealous of me, I think. You know, they're all just going off to do summer jobs, and I'll be spending three weeks in South Africa. James Rowe is Sony Ericsson's fly on the ball in South Africa. Find out more at absoluteradio.co.uk. Deal and Skinner's Absolute Radio Podcasts. I thought something that was worth thinking about in, in picking the 23 from the 30 is uh, which players are liable to miss a penalty. Uh, obviously, that being the way that we've gone out. And so, I think, Frank Lampard. Yeah, Frank he's Lampard. He's out. Yeah, he's out. Uh, and I think that should be judged not really on the basis of whether or not they've actually scored penalties for their clubs or whatever, but just who has the air. And, and for some reason, Scott Parker came to mind with this. The air of someone trudging back from the penalty spot with a doomed kind of expression. <laughs> I can see Scott Parker grimly gritting his teeth, going to see the players, them tapping him on the shoulder saying, it's OK, mate. I can see that happening for some reason. I mean, there are other players, I think. So anyone we can see trudging back from the penalty yeah. spot with a gloomy expression we shouldn't yeah. have. Obviously, your seven who you don't know, we'll, we can't see them at all. Well, we so, should have Ledley King, because I don't think he's capable of trudging anymore without picking up a major injury. <laughs> That's true. I think he has to lope. That's the only <laughs> option he has left on yeah. the walking front. I was at a showbiz wedding over the weekend, and uh, I was speaking to Jamie Redknapp, who's a very lovely man. Oh, yeah. And uh, here's a reason, here's a strange reason to include Scott Parker in your squad. Louise Redknapp, who I always think of just as Louise, mm. um, she said... That she doesn't know I it. think of her as old Ma Redknapp. <laughs> yeah, well, old Ma Redknapp <laughs> said, surely that is Harry Redknapp's wife, whoever she might be. Well, I don't know. I have met her, actually. She but, was very sweet. Uh, she said that she was very much hoping that Scott Parker gets ex- included in the squad because her best friend is Mrs Parker. Um, um, who I don't know who Mrs Parker... Mrs Parker suggests to be a very old Ma Parker yeah. type of person. Ma and, Parker was actually a famous gangster, wasn't she? I have no idea. Yeah. But old Ma Parker is, uh, is her best friend, and uh, if they get Scott gets included in the squad, the Red Nats will be going to South Africa to spend some time with them. Is that right? Yeah. If not, they're not going to go. Because yeah, Sky the- haven't got the World Cup, and so Jamie, who's a pundit on Sky, can't go. So well, you say Sky haven't got the World Cup, but I think there has to be some payback for Rupert Murdoch's empire supporting the Tories in the yeah. previous election. Yeah. So I think that it'll suddenly be announced by David Cameron that, in fact, ITV and BBC have lost the World Cup and it's going to be exclusively on Sky. And also, everyone has to have a dish and the money for it is removed at source from their wages. But surely Nick Clegg will speak up against that (laughs) as part of the coalition and say we can't possibly have this and then be ignored. I think he'll... It'd be great if that's what rips (laughs) apart the coalition. David Cameron will do the speech with his hand physically over Nick Clegg's mouth. That's (laughs) what I think. Yeah. Well, anyway, that's why they want Scott Parker to go. But I can see him trudging back from the penalty spot. Also, what about the fact that the, the Wags are only allowed to spend one day a week with the squad? So, are if, they? if Ma Parker goes, she's going to be kicking her heels for six days a week. Are they only allowed to spend one day? Is that yeah, right? Yeah, that's, that's, um, that's Fabio's rule. What, what do you make of, um, of uh, the 
disciplinarian element of Fabio Capello? Well, he's slightly... As we speak, Fabio Capello's been disciplined himself, has he not, for the Capello Index, and uh, on which you were rating players. That, that's the thing. So the players could have gone on the web and discovered that Capello was rating them 4 out of 10. Hmm. But I think the main issue with it was not really that, but the fact that it was an online gaming site at the same time, wasn't it? And I, as far as I can make out, the general sense in the press, to be honest, is, well, we thought he was this disciplinarian, we thought he was this incredible figure, but really he's just turned out to be an Italian. Right. That, that seems to be the sense, that the minute that anyone is involved in something which is money-making and not entirely above board, they're Silvio Berlusconi. Oh, I see. Yeah. Well, surely he would have been exposed by, exposed by Lord Treesman. <laughs> no. He's got a mouth on him. <laughs> I, you know what, of course I feel sorry for Lord Treesman. Because, you know, what he was chatting to a lovely girl, Melissa Jacobs. I believe, it's a very Jewish story, because Lord Treesman is Jewish. Melissa, is that her name? Melissa Jacobs? I don't know who he was chatting to. Yeah, yeah, she's a, she was a... I assumed it was the fake shake. <laughs> no, it wasn't the what fake shake. What happened to the fake shake? <laughs> well, I think, after a while, rather like, you know... Borat or whatever, people think, oh, we know this bloke's a fake. Anyone, anyone in authority approached by a man in a headdress saying, we will give you things if you come to Saudi Arabia, should probably know by now. Yeah. Yeah. So similarly with the fake sheikh, I think, you know, it was, he had to retire because too many people knew that any kind of sort of sting was him. Yeah. So, so now Lord Treason has been done just by essentially a bird he was trying to chat up. Oh, I don't think you can say no, that. No, I can say that, because he's admitted that, that but, but that nothing else happened between them. Oh, OK. Yeah. It so was as a birdie failed to chat up. It was described in The Times, I believe, as a, as a man just talking big to a woman in a oh. restaurant. And he didn't get anywhere. Was he barking up the wrong treesman? He <laughs> <laughs> might have been. I feel sorry for Lord Treesman. But I, I picked it, was he right? What we have to think about, no one seems to be examining this, was he right... That is it. Spain, he suggested, will be Spain and Russia. He thought. Didn't well, they? Russia, he suggested, were in cahoots. Not a word I often use with Spain, because Spain were trying to bribe referees at the next World Cup, and Russia were what turn a blind eye to that or something in order to get their bid in, in order to get votes from Spain. It was something like that. Yeah. yeah. No one said. Well, hold on a minute. Does this mean that Spain actually do do that? Yeah. No one's actually questioned it at all. Yeah. Also, Spain aren't they the best team in the world? Why are they? Well, we thought they were the best yeah, team in the world. They've been if they get referees. every decision, yeah. yeah, it's going to help, isn't it? Yeah. Can we say that? Yeah, why not? Lord <laughs> Treesman didn't. He? he didn't get into any. Oh, also, oh, actually, he did. I don't think you could be sued by Spain. Can you? By, can you be sued by Spain? Me and you versus Spain in oh, court. That'd be a great court case. Yeah, because we'd have to bring up a few other things, like you've been very badly sunburned, I think, on holiday. <laughs> I don't think I'd get away with that. Yeah. Bullfighting, though, we could question that, the legality. <laughs> That's true, yeah. I was in Spain with my ex-girlfriend and she got food poisoning, and I had to go to a, a nun's hospital with her, which is absolutely true. And the nun was trying to ask her about her stomach, and she kept on saying this word, which was deposition. Right. And it became clear after a while that it meant diarrhoea. And, and the poor nun, because we didn't get it, had to actually mime diarrhoea. Oh, no. Yeah. You don't want to do that for a woman of the cloth. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, you don't want to be a woman of the touching cloth. No, exactly. Oh, that, that, that's terrible. 
Well, and she got food poisoning in Spain. Janine, you'll remember her. She got food poisoning. Okay. We were in well, a... then we can take Spain to court. Yeah, no, that's what I'm talking if about. That, when right Spain there. take us to court, I will say, what about the three weeks I was in a nun's hospital with my ex-girlfriend because she ate a piece of lettuce in Madrid and was had terrible diarrhoea. Well, terrible deposition. It was awful. Look, leave this to me. I'll phone injury lawyers for you. <laughs> this is exactly why they exist. <laughs> Bedeal and Skinner's Absolute Radio Podcasts. So, obviously, Jamie Carragher's been uh, recalled to the squad. And, yeah, uh, that, that's nice, isn't it? Sort of retro. Yeah. Well, I'm not sure it's that nice, because um, Cara, my autobiography, is... Uh, that's a ridiculous thing to call your autobiography. <laughs> I know, I shouldn't have called it that. <laughs> that is Jamie Carragher's autobiography. It's just called Cara, yeah. which is hard to believe, isn't it? Um in in his autobiography, uh, I believe this is again something I just read in the paper. So I should check these facts because obviously the papers just uh, make stuff up. But uh, there are all these quotes about how much he never wanted to play for England, including "I was never in love with playing for England in the first place." Um, I wasn't giving up my football career or my ambitions when he gave up only England. And then this one I like the most. The liver bird mauled the three lions in the fight for my loyalties. And obviously when I first read that, I felt the suggestion was that the liver birds was a more important thing than three lions in his life. <laughs> yes. And <laughs> I know he's from Liverpool, but I, I was surprised that Jamie Carragher was such a big fan of, of that sitcom. Well, I, I don't know. I can see if you're, not, if you're not musical by nature that you might opt for a 70s sitcom over it. Yeah, don't take he, it personally. He might have liked the bit at the start when it goes, "You're dancing, I'm asking, you're dancing." I, I, I can I can never quite get that right. It makes me go slightly mad when I think of it. Well, that's all right. Most of the people listening will never have heard of it, so say anything you like. Okay, the live birds. For those of you who don't know, I believe most people who listen to this podcast will be. 50, I think there'll, 50 be a, plus. there'll be a lot of people <laughs> listening to this who don't know what Three Lions is. So, yeah, so don't get carried away with yourself. What Cara, my autobiography is. Oh, they'll know who Cara is, I'm sure. He That's... strikes me as one of them. He's like one of those Liverpool players that you imagine does training in a woolly jumper and hangs around in the boot room. You know, he feels like he should be from the Shankly days. He's so, got that. Tr- I, I imagine he sort of smells of liniment. <laughs> what is the smell of liniment? It's very hard to uh, reproduce on radio. You just have to trust me. <laughs> OK. It also says, sitting on the England coach, which I presume is the actual vehicle rather than on, say, Fabio Capello, or at the time it would have been uh, Steve McLaren, was it? Uh, yeah, I, he never got the chance to sit on Steve McLaren. Did he just sit on Sven Goran Eriksson? He then? tried to sit on him, and Steve McLaren put up his umbrella. <laughs> sitting on the England coach as it prepared to drive us away from the World Cup in Germany... I received a text message, and there's a swear word here. I don't know if we're allowed to swear on the podcast or not. I'm sure we are. Actually, he spelt it wrongly. He spelt it wrongly anyway. He spelt it the way that they spell the French Connection T-shirts. You know? So oh, I see. F-C-U-K-IT. OK. It's only England. And uh, presumably that means that the, ca- the culture that Cara moved in was one that didn't care that much. Dad, I don't like the sounds of that. He sounds like he might be one of the Philby, Burgess and McLean Russian spies. I'm hoping, presumably, that something has changed in Kara. I'm only going to refer to him as Kara yeah. from now on. That something has changed in him and that he will feel differently about England. I don't know if that's a conversation that he would have had with Capello. If Capello would have read Kara, my autobiography, and say, look, I want you to play in the back four, but what about these sentiments, these anti-English, pro-Liverpudlian sentiments? I think that um, Fabio Capello probably gets text messages that say it's only England <laughs> two or three times a week. Yeah. In Italian, obviously. Yes, I know. And he laughs quietly to himself. 
So many of you will be tuning in to know what Badil and Skinner's Legends 11 is. So, um, shall we uh, say who we picked? Yeah, OK. In goal was Gordon Banks, safe as the banks of England, as he used to be. Yeah, and then in, in defence we had uh, Franz Beckenbach, the Kaiser from Germany, Roberto Carlos of Brazil, Paolo Maldini of Italy and Paul Breitner of Germany. And in midfield we had Johan Cruyff, uh, Bobby Charlton, Zinedine Zidane... I mean, it's a ridiculously attacking team, isn't it? Because up front we've got Eusebio of Portugal, Maradona of Argentina and Pele of Brazil. Where's yeah. the holding midfield? I think that would have to be Bobby Charlton under that system, which is, you know, he's a very versatile player, however. Yeah, but, there's a, but he's going to get no help. There's not going to be much running back from that lot. What we're talking about... Well, some of them are in their 60s for a start. <laughs> anyway, if you'd like to send us an email, then go to absoluteradio.co.uk slash Badil and Skinner. And um, that'll be difficult. The Deal and Skinner's Absolute Radio Podcasts. With the Sony Ericsson Vivas, where communication becomes entertainment. Sony Ericsson, official mobile handset of the 2010 FIFA World Cup. We hope you enjoyed this Absolute Radio podcast, and if you like this, download the Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio podcast or the Dave Gorman podcast, and you can do that if you go to absoluteradio.co.uk slash podcast.